This is the Michael K. Show podcast. Listen live weekday afternoon starting at 3 on 98.7 ESPN in New York. The ESPN app, the TuneIn app, or on your smart speaker. Hey Alexa, play 98.7 ESPN. Well, you all probably know this by now. The hockey locals take over MetLife this weekend for the NHL Stadium Series. Tomorrow, the Devils host the Flyers at 8. And on Sunday at 3, the Rangers take on the Islanders. Now, both games can be seen on ABC. And our Rangers coverage Sunday will start at 2.30 on 98.7 with Isles coverage on 10.50. And joining us now, the head of the league, the NHL commissioner, Gary Bettman. Always nice and comes on the show whenever we ask. Gary, it's Michael, Don, and Peter. How you doing? Um, great, guys. It's nice to be with you. Thanks for inviting me on the eve of what's uh, going to be a very special weekend. So let me let me start with that, Gary. When when this idea was hatched to play hockey in in big stadiums, did you ever envision it would be this successful? We hoped. Right. <laughs> yeah, if you go back to the first Winter Classic that we played in Buffalo, uh, Buffalo, Pittsburgh, I don't know, 10, 11 years ago, and the game ended in a shootout and it was snowing and people were just going nuts at the experience, we figured, okay, we, we seem to have uncovered something that would give our fans a very special and unique connection to the game and at the same time give our players an experience that they would love. And, and, you know, I think we've now done somewhere around 37, give or take, games outdoors, and they've all been different and tremendous, but all of them well-received. And, you know, in a 24-hour period this weekend at MetLife, we're probably going to have somewhere between 130 and 140,000 people watching hockey, watching a Jonas Brothers concert tomorrow night before the game between the Flyers and the Devils. We have have fan fests in the parking lot pregame. I mean, it's really intended to be a celebration of the sport, uh, and it's gotten bigger and better each time. What I love about it, Gary, is the fact that you were able to get teams that wouldn't be eligible for a Winter Classic. You were in Carolina last year, the Ducks and the the, uh, Kings getting a chance to play at Dodger Stadium a few years back. But what's the challenge of the balance of we want to keep the uh, Winter Classic special, so we don't want to oversaturate it, but we also want to try to include as many teams as possible. Is there a challenge in balancing that kind of act? Well, it, it, it's a balancing act. I'm, I'm not sure it's as much a challenge as it is we have lots of opportunities. It depends on the facilities that are available. Uh, we, you know, Sometimes an NFL stadium doesn't work uh, for the Winter Classic because teams are now still playing into January. Uh, we have to take into account geography. We also have to take into account what stadiums are winterized. Uh, but in the final analysis, we try and move it around. I think after these games, 30 of our 32 teams will have participated in at least one outdoor game, and we're going to work hard on getting those last two to get the opportunity that the others have had. And again, there's no exact science to this. Um, we have to take into account a whole host of factors, uh, but what's been clear is wherever we go, these games are well-received and we fill the buildings. Now, 
whenever we ask a parent, you know, do they have a favorite child? They give the same stock answer. Well, they're, they're, I don't have a favorite. It's nonsense. Everybody has a favorite. But of all of these stadium series games, it sounds like you have an affection for the, the one in Buffalo. Is there one that you embraced the most that you enjoyed the most? Well, you know, they, again, they've all been different. Playing at the big house uh, with the Red Wings and the Leafs at, in the snow, I think it was like 18 or 20 degrees, and there was a foot of snow falling, and that was in front of over 100,000 people. It was pretty cool. Um, you know, I, I don't like playing without fans, but what we did during COVID at uh, Lake Tahoe was pretty unique. And again, so I don't have a favorite because when you see the way we dress up the stadiums and you go back and look at old pictures, we, we try to take on the characteristics of the community or the city that we're in and the teams that are playing. You know, we, we played Yankee Stadium a couple of games. We played City Field. Uh, and each time they those took on a New York vibe. Uh, you're going to have to tune in to see what we did to MetLife Stadium for these two games. And again, it, it's the whole event, taking the game outdoors, subjecting it to the elements. You know, we typically play in buildings that seat 20,000 or less, but to see this many hockey fans with anywhere between 40,000 and over 100,000 all coming together and tailgating and celebrating the community that's hockey is special. And we don't think we've overdone it. You know, you hear critics say, well, I tune it on TV, and but if you've been to one of these, you'll never forget it. And Gary, of course, the, the Flyer the Devil game tomorrow is going to be the third game of a triple header on ABC. And the Rangers yeah. Islanders will be on ABC uh, at 3 o'clock on Sunday. Just talk about just what the how expansive this new television deal has been with ESPN and ABC and with TNT. You know, Connor McDavid's going to be the three o'clock game uh, on Saturday. There was a lot of networks that didn't want to touch as great the, as the players were. Canadian teams. How how uh, how many doors have opened up with this new television contract with ESPN, uh, ABC, and TNT? Uh, it's, it's been incredible. Uh, listen, NBC had us for you know, a decade and a half, and we're grateful for all they did. But being back on ESPN, being with the Walt Disney Company on ABC and what we do with ESPN+, Plus, being on Turner, uh, we're getting scheduled, we're getting promoted, and we're getting covered, particularly on SportsCenter, in ways that we hadn't been for the period of time we weren't with them. Uh, our ratings are up dramatically. Uh, over the term that we've been with them now into the third season. And we are thrilled at how this relationship is working out. And I think if you talk to the people at ESPN and at Turner, they would tell you they're equally thrilled. These have been great partnerships. And with with more coverage and more platforms, as I said, we're getting better promoted, but we're also being able to schedule better as well. And yes, um, both both of our partners uh, understand that hockey fans love to see great hockey and great players, the stars. And just because Edmonton doesn't rate on Nielsen doesn't mean uh, people in the United States shouldn't be given an opportunity to see Connor McDavid or Austin Matthews play. 
Gary Bedman, the NHL commissioner, is our guest here on the Michael K. Show Stadium Series tomorrow and Sunday at MetLife. Now, when we put out that you were going to be on, a lot of people on social media reached out. And one thing that has bothered people, you know, the Sunday game is the Islanders and the Rangers. Gary, that's the first time that they're meeting this year, and people don't like that. They go, why aren't these two teams meeting sooner? What's your answer to that? Uh, it's going to be a pretty special day. Everybody should tune in. You know what? The, the schedule is hard, and, and there's always the debate, should we have more divisional games at the expense of interconference games? And, and the response to that is we, all, we only, only play 82 games. And if we had more divisional play, then you might not see every team in your building at least once a season. And, you know, when I talk to teams about that and I say, you know, if, if you're a hockey fan in the New York, New Jersey area, how are you going to feel if you don't see the Stanley Cup champion in your building or you don't see Connor McDavid in your building at least once? And it's a balancing act. And, you know, we tried doing it the other way for a couple of years, and the response we got was we we think it's important that every team play every other team home and away at least once. And so, you know, it's something we continue to look at, but we find that you can't make everyone happy uh, all the time. Now, uh, I did a poll on my podcast, and it came out 60-40 in favor of divisional play, which tells you that it's actually – you know, pretty close. Do people want to see Connor McDavid in the building every uh, in every building, or do they want to see more divisional games? What upsets me, Gary, though, because of the addition of Seattle and Vegas, you had to take away some divisional games. I guess it was last year, or the year before, um, the Battle of Alberta had three instead of four. Rangers Islanders last year, three instead of four. Is there a way to come up with not having the addition of the expansion teams and adding the games to the West come at the expense of in division games? Well, except if if we did that, you wouldn't see the Stanley Cup champion necessarily in the East. And so, the you know, and if you did the poll, if we were doing the schedule the way you suggested, it would then come out 60-40 the other way. And so we, we, this is something we monitor on an ongoing basis. You know, if we added more games to the schedule, which I'm not advocating, we could fix the problem. It's something that we continue to look at and internally in debate. And maybe we really have to de-emphasize conference play and go to more division play. So, again, I understand the concern. I'm sympathetic to it. But I also know that if you don't get to see certain teams, you're going to be pretty unhappy about it. And so that's what we're wrestling with. Now, Gary, will the Arizona Coyotes end up in Salt Lake City or do they stay in North Phoenix? What's your plans there? Well, Alex Morello, who I spoke to as recently as yesterday, uh, is telling me that he is confident that he's going to acquire a piece of property that will enable him to build a spectacular arena and development around it. And, you know, it's pretty complicated, expensive stuff, but he's committed to doing it. Uh, we think Arizona is a terrific market. Uh, just ask Weston Matthews, who says he never would have played hockey if he never went to a Coyotes game. Uh, and so we're trying to work our way through it. Uh, playing at Moody's, which is about 5,000 people, isn't ideal. Uh, it's not ultimately long-term fair to the players, although I will tell you, it is an incredible fan experience having done it myself. Now, 
there's expansion. Right? Utah, very hot for a team. You hear Houston, obviously Quebec City has a building ready trying to get the Nordiques back. I mean, is 34 teams in the league a, a viable possibility? If you're asking me, do I think we have the talent for more teams? Yes. Our, our players at all levels have never been better, more skilled. Games never been more competitive. We're, we're not focused on expansion. I'm, what you hear me talking about is the expressions of interest we're getting, and we're getting them from all over the place, which is very gratifying. But we don't have a mandate to expand. I'm not going to do it as we've done in the past any time for the foreseeable future saying anybody who wants an expansion team submit an application by this date. We listen. Uh, and, you know, I'm, I have a pretty open door policy, as you guys know, with my accessibility whenever you ask me to come on. So people want to come and talk to us. We talk to them. But as of right now, I don't see us going to worrying about what number would make sense. Listen, when we expanded to Vegas, we had an odd number of teams for a couple of years. To me, yes, I think we have the talent, but I don't think we're under any mandate right now to be expanding. Gary, I'm curious about Vegas. You know, this this question has been batted back and forth for years, but that was always, you know, the hot button for every league. They didn't want to go to Vegas. The Golden Knights have been very successful. It looks like the Raiders have been successful, and the, the Super Bowl was very successful in Vegas. Has there been a downside to having a team in Vegas? Do you have to monitor things more closely when it comes to the gambling? Anything happening like that? Well, as I think everybody knows, there's now gambling virtually everywhere, Yeah, right, So in terms of sports betting. And sports betting on hockey is really the concern I have that we monitor on a daily basis everywhere. So, you know, the fact that there are casinos, the guys that that live in Vegas now, you know, live off the strip. What we learned, and, you know, it's funny, we, we were, there were a lot of skeptics and critics when we went to Vegas, uh, and we were the first ones there. And then, all, you know, it, the Golden Knights were not only usually successful from a business standpoint, but the community really adopted the team and the players as their own. It, it is incredible how bound that community is to the Golden Knights and vice versa. And so, you know, we, we know that the people who live there full time don't live on the strip. They have lives like we all do in, in New York, you know, especially if you don't live in Manhattan. And they were looking for something as a city identification other than the strip. And it's been an incredible success story. And I suppose imitation is the highest form of flattery. But we're glad we're there and we're glad we went there first, despite all the skepticism at the time. And you did mention, you know, gambling is essentially legal everywhere. Uh, Has that been an issue? Have you like had to intensify examining everything, Gary, every single line movement, stuff like that? We were doing that even when it wasn't legal. And okay. so, you know, everywhere, because it, it had been legal in Vegas forever. We we have, you know, the appropriate security apparatus to monitor. We, we've disciplined one player, and I consider that, A, a sign that a, we're watching and we know when there's an issue. And if you look at some of the other leagues, you know, they, they, they've 
had more players that they've had to focus on. I think our security department and our clubs, when it comes to education in terms of what the players can and can't do, uh, and the players' responsiveness has been great. And again, yes, we do monitor very closely. You know, real ugly situation, Gary, with the uh, the 2018 uh, Canadian junior team and four of those players were currently playing in the NHL to take a leave of absence. What is going to be their eligibility moving forward as, as their uh, court dates and the trial eventually come to a head here? Well, they're all separated from their teams, and uh, I think they're all free agents after this season, and we're going to have to just monitor uh, their... Uh, proceeding through the judicial channels uh and at this point there's nothing for us to do and i frankly don't envision them playing as long as they're dealing with defending themselves against the the criminal charges i i want to piggyback on what don just said because i've always wondered this about all the commissioners and all the sports gary so these guys have been accused of horrendous things but a lot of instances where there have been false accusations is is, is there a temptation on your part and the team's part to say, hey, they are innocent until proven guilty. They should be allowed to play. Is that a thin line for you guys to, to straddle? You know, I, I don't want to comment on the specifics of these cases for obvious reasons, uh-huh. but the answer to that question may depend on how much information you have. I got you. So you might right. know more than we know. <laughs> gotcha. That, um, is, that is conceivable. Okay. <laughs> Gary, uh, Rob Manford made some news yesterday announcing that this will be his last contract and that he's going to step away uh, at the age of 70. When when his contract is up, he'll be 70. You're you're 71, obviously a very young 71. Have you given any thought to how long you want to stay as the NHL commissioner? You know, actually, I'm I'm a little older than Rob, and I've been doing this longer. When he made that announcement, I started feeling very old. Um, (laughs) And thank you you for saying I'm energetic. You know, this isn't something. I don't think a public-facing job like this, um, and one that requires the energy, not just to be around the game and the league and everybody, who's associated with, but portraying the energy of the game. I can't do this forever, and I'm not going to set a timeline now, but I don't, I, I'm not doing this forever, okay? And so I haven't focused on an exact date, and I, I don't want to yet give people a date to look forward to. <laughs> but <laughs> but at the end of the, by the end of the day, there comes a point where uh, you should say, you know what, it, it, it's time to turn it over to somebody a little younger. Were you surprised, because a lot of people I've spoken to in baseball today, Gary, were surprised that Rob said this is it and that he put the you know the, the finish line right there for everybody to see. Would you ever do it like that, or would you say, okay, I'm, I'm walking away tomorrow? My, my guess, I, I, listen, I don't know why Rob did it the way he did it, and he's a good friend, and I respect him, and he's really smart. Um, I, I think when it's time to go, then I'm going to say it's time to go. I, I don't think I don't think I, I don't think I need uh, a build up. I'm not looking for a victory tour or a goodbye tour at the end. And so, you know, when I think I've had enough, I'll tell the owners, and then we'll move on.
I, and, I gotta know this. Do you sit in a suite at these games, or do you actually brave the cold? Oh yeah, come on. Oh, no, no. I actually, to the extent I'm entertaining people, we have a suite because we have a lot of business partners and and other people that we want to entertain. But always a suite with outdoor seats, and that's part of the experience. So yes, uh, I'll be largely outside, occasionally in, inside, being a host. I was always on the fence, Gary. Last one for me about the NHL players going to the Olympics. Um, I, I, I get it. It's a lot of fun for those for the players and and all that. But I also, as an NHL fan, you know, hate to see hockey disappear on an NHL level for you know the fourteen, sixteen days that it has to. Um, just talk about twenty the twenty twenty six going to Italy and how much more control will you have to be able to promote your sport while your athletes are playing in the Olympics. You know, that's a great question. So the bottom line is there are pros and cons of going to the Olympics. And I would venture to say that that our international best on best uh, will rival anything in any sport, if not exceed it. Having said the fact that there are pros and cons, the reason ultimately we made the effort to get to the point where we could do it is our players have consistently told us that this is important to them. And so this was a player first player desire that we were trying to fulfill and and we're doing it. We're going to mix it up with some World Cups in the two years in between the Olympics. So we'll do 26 Olympics, 28 World Cup, 28 Olymp uh, 26 yeah, 28 World Cup, 30 Olympics, 32 World Cup, and to begin giving people a flavor for international competition, best on best. We're doing a Four Nations tournament next winter in season, our in season tournament, and that'll be uh, Finland, Sweden, Canada, and the U.S. Kind of in a year to try and put together a full World Cup wasn't practical, but we figured a, a mini tournament with Four Nations would really get people excited and focused on how good our international competition is. You know, our player base is probably the most international of the North American sports and our players love to represent their countries and frankly anything we do to continue to encourage countries all around the world that develop world-class hockey players to continue to do so is a positive for the game and will help grow the game worldwide. All right, the NHL Stadium Series tomorrow. It starts at MetLife. Devils host the Flyers at 8. And on Sunday at 3, Rangers take on the Islanders. Both games can be seen on ABC. And our Rangers coverage Sunday starts at 2.30 on 98.7 with the Islanders coverage on 10.50. Gary, I hope it's a rousing and success. And don't, and, and don't forget the Jonas Brothers giving a concert at 6.30 tomorrow night. Come on. All right. That, that, you know, that, that's more of an enticement to show up. Thank you, Gary. We okay. appreciate it. Yep. Thanks a lot, man. Great, great to be with you guys. Thank you. You got it. That's Gary Bettman, the Stadium Series tomorrow. Hey, do you want to experience an inflammation of money and happiness? Watch your bank account grow with an extra pep in your step? Catch Joviaitis, a side effect of not-for-profit banking with Jovia Financial Credit Union. When you bank with Jovia, you may see an increase in savings, growing checking account balances, and reduce rates on loans. Symptoms may include greater happiness, reduced stress, and general feelings of financial freedom. Join Jovia and start spreading the wealth. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day, but sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? 
You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to jetspizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. Thanks for listening to the Michael K. Show podcast. Hey, buddy. Hey. Catch the show on demand wherever you want. Just subscribe to us wherever you get your podcasts. It happens so often. I'm going to ask a question, but it's Don's turn to ask a question. Okay. And then Don asked the exact question I was going to ask. Oh, so I was going to ask about the age, too. And I also, you know, because I was going to ask him about the age and Manfred retiring, I looked him up on Wikipedia. And it says he's 71. Yeah. But if you look at his date of birth, he's really 72, and he's going to be 73 in July. Did you notice that? Because it says 71. So, but I, but I looked at the date of birth, and I said, well, that would make him 72. No. Yeah, he'll be 72 June 2nd. Well, let, let's let's see what I have here. I have June 2nd, 52. But this right, is also so, the but same this is site. 54. But it'll be 53 next Saturday. So this is this is 70 this is uh 2024. So right. that would that would mean that he would be 70 uh 72. Yeah, 72. Yeah. Now this is also the same site that June, told yeah. me that Sauce Gardner you know was born in Yonkers, but I I kind of trust that uh, they've got the date right here. But and I'm not just saying it to kiss his butt, but I, I, I don't look at him as a real no. old man. I, I think he's aged very well. He's still very excited about his sport. I think the world has changed. If you think about it, the president of the United States is running for re-election. He's 81. Donald Trump is 77. Uh, Lou Lamorello is 80. I just don't think people look at it that way. I mean, there's, there's certain like end games attached to certain numbers. And I don't think that that's the same as it was even 10 years ago, 20 years ago. And because the one thing that we always look at with age is senility. Are he's losing some miles off of his? I, I've heard that 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 has been a subject recently. But but what doesn't get talked about enough is is the experience that comes with age. That's right. And you know Gary Bettman took over in February of 1993, in the middle of the 92-93 season. So he was what you know 40. You know, what, 39, 40 years old, you know, 41 years old. You can't tell me that in those 30 years he isn't better at what he does 
Well, they always talk about the, uh, was it the 10,000 hours? I mean, if you do something for 30 years, he's probably a lot better and more experienced at it than when he first took over. You know, and I know Gary gets beat up a lot because of all the lockouts and he gets booed. Every commissioner gets booed. But when you look at where this sport is, as opposed to, you know, 20 years ago, or certainly when he took it over, when they didn't even have a national television contract and to have, you know, 32 teams and there's only one team that's kind of in question and that's the Coyotes. And they've pretty much been that way since their existence. I mean, he's, he's done a good job. And so, yeah. I think that that's something we should value with older people. Instead of trying to kick them out, realize that they could also be very, very experienced and better at what they do than when they first took over. A little baseball news. Whit Merrifield, signed by the Phillies for $8 million. I like him as a player, but he just doesn't check a lot of the analytic boxes. But uh, that's a good signing for the Phillies. You can come off the bench, give, get the bats, get on base a lot. So $8 million for Whit Merrifield. But still, the Boris Five... Unsigned, just amazing. No, Unsigned. are they? And but honestly, Michael, are they colluding against Boris? No, or is he just out of his mind for the money that he's asking for? Well, it's a great question because I think that some teams like sometimes they shy away from Boris clients because they don't want that fight. I don't. They're they're colluding at all against him. I just think I think a lot of teams don't like draft players that might be uh, represented by Boris because they don't want to deal with it. But um, and you know, if he has a great player, you know. Scott Boris represents oh. Harper, represents Cole. They got signed, I think, and I've said this over and over. He's asking for too much money for these guys. They, they, they are not perfect players. Garrett Cole's a perfect player. Well, you know, you always say one dumb owner. I, I, I'm, I'm starting to wonder, Michael, if that exists anymore. You know, as we've seen, in, in, and I know it's... Well, then you might, you, might, you might need one desperate owner then. Well, desperate or, you know, we've had in recent years, we saw it in Washington, we saw it in San Diego, uh, owners with an, an, at an advanced age or, or they're sick and they want to win a championship right away. We saw it with Mike Illich in Detroit. Yep. But as those guys pass and you've got younger owners and you've got their run by an analytic system where this is the price and that's it and not budging, it takes the kind of negotiations away. And now there isn't that one desperate team's going to throw a ton of money. I'm really starting to feel like Scott Boris has got to reevaluate, man. The landscape is so much different than it was. Yeah, you can always count on Reinsdorf to throw well, more money than he should. And they're counting on Cohen that's going to throw more money. If you've got Cohen, who's richer than all these owners, and some of them combined, isn't throwing stupid money anymore, then who is? Well, has he had a situation, Michael, where it, it ended and he really ended up getting outright screwed? Oh, yeah, there have been a couple, but, I mean, far more successes than that, you know, than no, not. No. Yeah, there have been a couple. But, but, Peter, you've got five clients and spring training has opened. One of them is coming off a of Cy Young, and, and you can't get something done. I, I mean, it's, is it it's, is it can't doesn't want to? Well, I'm sure that you know, this is a great point, Peter. I'm sure there are offers out there, but he mm-hmm. has set a price what he wants for these guys, and he's, he's probably he's probably promised them that too. I mean, hasn't well, he sort of? Uh, I'm sorry, hasn't he sort of earned the benefit of the doubt at this point? Or, yes. I mean, with all due respect to our great business acumen, is, is it really on us to tell him he doesn't know what he's doing? No, well, I, his history would tell you he knows what he's doing. But it, as I said, there have been some cases where it didn't work out. And um, and you're starting to see it happen more often than not because I think the landscape, Peter, is changing. There may not be a cap, but certainly a lot of owners are capping themselves. They're being a lot more fiscally responsible, and the analytics tell them to do that. And I, I just think that it's changed to the point where I think he's got to adjust because you, you, you are Scott Boris. Yeah, 
Can he get something done? Yes. But then he just any other ordinary agent, he's trying to get more than any other agent would be able to get. But here we sit on February 16th, and five players, significant players, as I said, one coming off a Cy Young Award, doesn't have a team. So I'm on the flight yesterday coming home. Delayed two and a half hours, by the way. you got to be kidding me. Uh, Why? It was beautiful yesterday. Gorgeous. Yeah, the, the plane didn't come in from Detroit. so You know how it is. Stepping into my house at two in the morning. But, no. you know, nobody wants to hear my issues. But I decided to watch a movie on the plane, and I don't usually watch it. And the movie I watched was Priscilla, the hmm. Sofia Coppola vehicle. Oh, yeah. Highly that was regarded. actually produced by Priscilla Presley. I, I I can't believe that in this day and age that that actually happened, that her parents allowed a 15-year-old to go live with I Elvis. I, I, I mean, are, were they out of their mind? Is that well, normal for a 15-year-old kid to live with Elvis? No. You're just realizing this? No, but I mean, it, it, it's so this was, again, produced by Priscilla. So it's probably, I mean, it's probably as sanitized as it possibly could be. Right. So can you imagine how freaky it was? She's 15 when he met her. Oh yeah, go live with him in Memphis at Graceland. Wow. Well, I don't know if at that time it, through your kids. I don't know if at that time it was it was even thought about by, by people as being that freaky. Well, because when was that, Michael? That was uh, 19, you know, late 50s. He was in the army. Early 60s. Yeah, Peter's right. I still think it was freaky for a 15-year-old. I know the father supposedly pushed back a little bit, so it must have been somewhat freaky. But Elvis was very persistent. How old was Elvis? I guess Elvis was 22 or 23. Yeah, I mean, it's not what you want. <laughs> but At least Elvis but, wasn't 40. But Peter's right. Not great. It, it, was, it was just as wrong then as it is now, but I just wonder if there was outrage in the 50s. I don't well, think I'm outraged. I was outraged on the plane yesterday. Because uh, you were you just, were an old maid if you weren't married by twenty five. I just couldn't believe that the, you know uh, parents would allow it to happen. You'd be surprised what parents do. Society was allowing a lot of things to happen for a very long time. Oh, that's awful. One eight hundred nine one nine three seven seven six. I got to tell you, can I be honest with both of you and all yeah, of our listeners? I'd too? like you to be. I'm kind of like sick to my stomach. In what sense? Because uh, uh, the the phone lines are always there for everyone to express what they want to talk about. Everybody wants to congratulate Don like he just completed the Iditarod. It's unbelievable. Wait a minute. Why? But but, but this, see, then you wonder why people root yeah, against you. Yeah, you, you really do it right to yourself. You're it was a, a viral you, moment I that we know all participated. This is a victory for all of us. It was a victory for the show. All right, it was something that I was doing and trying to accomplish, but you made it happen. Peter made it happen. We can all really relish in this victory for Listen, the show. I, I thought it was great what you did, but you didn't climb Mount Everest. It's Everest to Jace. Some people say it was like the landing of the moon. By the way, real quick, uh, I have an unfortunate Tiger watch. Did he not make the cut? Tiger is uh, currently two over through six on day two. Uh, he's even for the day, but two over for the tournament. But he is now in a cart driving somewhere. Ooh. So that does not look like what you want. Now, this is not a major. Not at all. And this not is not. But, it, but don't you feel, Michael, is, since we're not fans, that this has flown way under the radar? Like usually, I mean, Peter's keeping it alive. But even Peter yesterday didn't have a ton of interest in it. 
Uh, well, I mean, I mean, are we over unbe- it? Your unbelievable accomplishment, though, squeezed Tiger Wash. Is that what out. it was? Well, yeah. that, that I would, I did have Tiger Wash set for. It was all set for uh, yesterday, but uh, I think I, a lot of people give. We haven't seen Greeny gushing. Well, well, kind of. Let me just before you guys try to start burying my guy here. Yeah, the Genesis is one of those tournaments that people really only talk about over the last few years. In the oh, it's the start of the season. Is Tiger playing? It's not a. I mean, the Genesis is not a huge tournament, but it didn't. It doesn't matter. It's a Tiger. Tiger playing had some people in this business that we respect have in, to towel off in euphoria. Yeah. And yeah. Well, I'm, I mean, not listen, feel, I'm not sensing it. I mean, even well, on social media, I'm not seeing a lot of reaction to it. Well, Sydney I mean, Sweeney euphoria. That's that's a kind of a wow. reaction. Yeah. Now, I'll say this, Don. I do think since Tiger won the Masters in 2019, things have cooled a bit. Okay. And then on top of that. People are starting to realize he can't do it anymore. His well, no. Well, I, you guys, are, you're, of course, you're finding the negative way to look at it. He, he already won sort of the impossible comeback tournament. It happened. Okay. He won another major. Anything else here would be really cool and bonus. But, but that major but, was not be that that was before the the most recent car accident, right? Yeah, but it was still incredible and unexpected. No, I know, but he almost lost his leg. For him to come back from this, I don't think his body can do but, it. But that cut. Now again, it was a while ago when he won the Masters, and said, "Do you think he do?" Yes, because I've I've already done it. That whole whatever I'm paraphrasing. Yeah, but that's over now. Like, I don't think anybody really believes it can happen again. His days of winning a major are over, right? No, I, I, I would think, Don, but he, I just I can't rule him out because he's him and because of the kind of game that, he is, that it is. But this image that I just saw of him wincing in pain with his head in his hands on a golf cart, driving quickly away from the course. It's the body. Makes, it's not his listen. skills. It's the body. See, I can't the, handle it because we went through this with 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 Jeter um, and, and and a lot of other great athletes that that play to an advance. He's forty eight years old. Don, it, I have a look alike. Who's that? I'm looking at Peter now on the screen, and he's got you know his Dahmer glasses on. But I have another doppelganger, Jeremy Piven. Ooh, As a good university call. president in old school. That is very good. That's a good really? call. You wanted to make me cheese in old school? That's where you go? <laughs> but that's what you look like. No, I look much cooler than cheese in old school. I'm mm. sorry. You know what? Listen, I'm, I'm confident with my look at the glosses. And again, you're trying to take me down a peg. It's not going to work. You look like Piven. And I, I went to a, um, a glasses place today. <laughs> And I, I, I did a little, I didn't do a checkup because it wasn't an optometrist, but he did check me out. It's just a glasses place. I have astigmatism, though, and I probably am going to need just real glasses. So these are probably going to become a full-time situation. Yeah, we're getting old. I just made an appointment to pick up my glasses. Uh, according to the Golf Channel, Tiger withdrew because of illness. Oh, ill? That's good. Oh. Good news. Uh, it's good that he's ill? Yes. Relative to everything else, he wasn't going to win this tournament, but... Was You'd certainly hope it's... to refrigerate the chicken? Maybe he's got chocolate soft serve in your pants. <laughs> that would be... So maybe he's going to miss a segment like Peter did the last couple of days. Maybe he didn't want to have a Peter Rosenberg moment, so he's just driving off instead. And maybe he knows he can't win and he just played in this tournament so he could start his new line of clothing. He did look fantastic the other day. 
Right, Peter? Yeah, he looked, he looked good. good. He looked good earlier today. I, I wonder what they're – I hope we can yeah. get more information. But I'm, I'm not hating on Ty. I'm not being that guy. I'm just saying we saw it with Jeter. We've seen it with Jordan. That You're going to get to a point where it's just not possible. And we didn't see it with Jordan, Don. No, but Jordan, he, Jordan was a pretty good player with the Wizards. He wasn't Michael right, Jordan, but he was right, a pretty and, good player. And Tiger Woods is still a pretty good golfer. Not anymore. Well, but right. I'm sure he's pretty good. I'm sure he'd go out there and, and you know beat the average schmo. And but he's not winning majors anymore. He's uh, not. He's not extraordinary anymore. That but he, happens. But the thing is, golf isn't like these other sports. He's gonna. He's gonna keep playing in the majors, and there are still going to be. If Tiger gets out and plays eight times a year, and he hits the three, three of the four majors, guys, I guarantee you, within the next three or four years, one of those tournaments, he'll be playing on a Sunday, and he'll have a chance. It will mm. happen. I think you're reaching. I'm not. It's 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 just a matter of catching a good few days. These other guys in those kinds of sports, they cannot do it. Tiger could catch a week where his body holds up, well, and it just old, goes the I right know, way. I know it was a million years ago. It was 86, but how old was Jack when he won the Masters? And it was like, oh, my God. 46. Yeah, and, and now you're talking about a 48-year-old. Well, with with well, he's had really the body issues are bad. Yeah, and, and I'm I just guess, telling you, I I think I think you are tempting fate to play yourself and end up in one of those compilation videos like Stephen A. or Shannon Sharp the other day talking about uh, Patrick Mahomes back in the day when you go, I know Tiger Woods, he's done for. He'll never be in it again. I just I just feel like at this point, evidence would tell you, I, I'm, not, I'm not saying that. I can't say well, that. Wait a second. Was, was that Stephen A. or, or a, a different Paul O'Neill attempt? It's me. Stephen A. O'Neill. Hey, make your move and rise up to Mazda from Bay Ridge Mazda with over 200 new Mazdas to choose from and 0% APR financing available. Now's the perfect time to discover the power, performance, and pleasure that comes from driving a Mazda. Move up today before their exceptional February offers expire. Online buying and at-home test drives available at BayRidgeMazda.com. Bay Ridge Mazda at 9000 4th Avenue in Brooklyn. On approved credit, see dealer for details and it's 2 Thanks for listening to the Michael K. Show podcast. Well, that's awesome. Looking for more access to the show? That's right, man. Check us out on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at TMKS ESPN. Well, it is a pond hockey season on Long Island, and ESPN New York wants you to be a part of the action. Head to ESPNNewYork.com or the ESPN New York app for your chance to win a 60-minute time slot at the outdoor synthetic rink in the park at UBS Arena. Just scroll down the contest, submit your entry. Join the New York Islanders for some fun in February. Take advantage of special ticket pricing for upcoming home games at UBS Arena and be there for every thrilling matchup. Get your tickets today at newyorkislanders.com slash Feb. We go to the phones, 1-800-919-3776. James in Louisville. James. Hey, what's up, guys? How you doing? I'm good. I'm good. A first-time caller, uh, short-time listener. I'm usually a day behind. I listen on the podcast, but I just wanted to shout Don out, man, for stuffing that pizza bottle in there. I heard Kate talking about it a little bit ago. And uh, I really dislike my job. I just wanted to shout you guys out, man, because I listen to you guys for about three hours a day. Born and raised in New what, do you, York. what do you do, friend? Yeah, what do you I do? At home. I work in a warehouse right now, man, just grinding, man, just trying to make it easy, really. Is it one of those warehouse situations where, like, you work crazy hours and you have to, like, wear a headset? You're not even yep. communicating with people? One of those deals? Yep. 
you know, three thirty a.m. and until about two p.m. in the afternoon. Wow, hang and are you like are you like driving stuff? Yep, in the yep, warehouse. Yep. Yeah. At that yeah, seems, I gotta tell you, man, that's that seems that seems lonely. So uh, we're we're glad you you take us with you, bud. Yeah, man. Yeah, man. Yeah, it's man. just like being back home, man. I was born and raised in New York, live out in Louisville now, and I really appreciate you guys, man. Well, we appreciate you. Thank you. I, I, by the way, do you do you enjoy pro wrestling, sir? I do. I do. I, I suggest you also add the Cheap Heat podcast to your rotation. Aww. You can get another another two Rosenberg shows every week right there for you to keep you company, buddy. Wow. Yeah. Man, I'm always looking for more. Actually, yesterday was the first time I downloaded ENN just so I could finish the, the pizza, bo- the pizza <laughs> bottle. Excellent. Oh, man. Thank you, that buddy. Yeah, awesome. check it out. You'll like Cheap Heat. Let's go to Shiv in Lake Grove. Shiv, I love Shiv. you in succession. Yeah. It's great. Thank you. Um, you know, well, I wasn't in succession, but I wish I was. But I'm a guy, so that's a problem. By the way, not um, only were you in succession, you're hot in succession. Keep going. Uh, I'm glad something worked out for me. Um, <laughs> so, uh, no, I just have to give Don his props. Like, I was at work yesterday, yep. and then all my coworkers started, like, surrounding me, and then my supervisor came, and we all saw you put the pizza box into the bottle, and we were cheering like it was the end of the Truman Show, you know? <laughs> like, wow. it was just a whole day. And when you screamed, it reminded me of, like, when Arnold was screaming during Predator when he left the fire. Like, it was just... I don't know. It was angels in the outfield moment. We're all we were all in it together. That's wow, what it felt that's, like. That's a great reference. To like the end of the Truman Show. Like there's yeah, there's a guy in a bathtub watching the end of it. You know, two security guards not paying attention behind them watching it. I I just picture all these people just not doing their jobs for like 15 minutes. That's awesome. I love it. I, I love I love the moment that I can't believe we were able to captivate in the way. Although I, I got to tell you, I went back and listened yesterday, and I was even surprised by how entertaining it was. Let's go to Renee in the Poconos. Hi, Renee. Hey, guys. How you doing? Good. Uh, love your show. Back-to-back uh, back cool man about- shivs and Renee's. This is interesting. Keep going, Renee. <laughs> I love your show. I love the, the sports talk, the entertainment. Well-rounded. And about nice. last yesterday, Don, let me tell you something. When you, t- when you mentioned you were doing this for your dad, I was like, this, he could do this. I know he could do this. Show goes on, show goes on. EN happens. And the excitement Peter did put in to this whole thing was like, oh, my God, this is fantastic. Now I'm really glued to the TV set. He's talking about uh, uh, Alan Hahn. Don't call it. Don't call it. He's getting up close to you. Uh, uh, you know, uh, all these uh, uh, people coming in on social media, the, the studio next to you, uh, the control room, people are watching. I'm like getting... So into this i'm looking at the time going is he going to get this done before the show ends i hope so that, when you finally did it don not only i'm proud of you not only your parents proud of you not only the people in the studio are proud of you the tri-state area and the pocono region wow. we're all proud all of you right. thanks don wow this is- thank you renee <laughs> i thought that was my be- that was my biggest fear we were going to run out of road there like and how it was just it would have been terrible if i couldn't finish and um i'm glad i was able to do it with some time to spare but God, I didn't think it was going to take that long. You cut it. You cut it very close, and 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 you were pushing me to call it. Michael wanted me. Ever, I I couldn't call it because, as as Don so eloquently put it last night, these are not glass shards. This is this is malleable stuff. This is this 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 cardboard can bend. Well, the and, ripping and, is is a lot. <laughs> right. You know, sure. if 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 it captivated as many people on our little humble radio show, I mean, if Greeny's smart, he has you. On, you know, first take. No, no, get up. Yeah, for three days. Start out. With, and they just keep cutting to you. It would captivate a nation. 
Why not nation. transfer that to TV? On exclusive. Well, we did it on TV. Yeah, it, it, it certainly it, it rocked on yes. People well, don't get yeah, but it. they don't get the lot. brilliance of Don Peter. They don't. I think they're jealous. Maybe well, they're jealous. Maybe they don't want me to steal their thunder. Well, and by the way, then they got to bring me on too. I mean, this is a whole operation. We got to take over the whole show. We it's not forget I'm, about you. Well, I mean, we, I'm sorry, Don. We just sit Don in the corner 14. and get up. Uh, we, I, he, yeah, know, he can't leave me there. You know, Maybe Don, Don could easily be doing this as a homeless yeah, man on the street. It wouldn't amazing. be getting Sports covered. Center, Sports Center has somebody on because of a misunderstanding with Randy Moss, and this doesn't make Sports Center. Hey, come on, come on. It's a really good People. point by you. Really good. Hey, do you want to experience an inflammation of money and happiness? Watch your bank account grow with an extra pep in your step. Catch Joviaitis, a side effect of not-for-profit banking with Jovia Financial Credit Union. When you bank with Jovia, you may see an increase in savings, growing checking account balances, and reduced rates on loans. Symptoms may include greater happiness, reduced stress, and general feelings of financial freedom. Join Jovia and start spreading the wealth. Thanks for listening to the Michael K. Show podcast. Hear more of Michael, Don, and Peter live weekday afternoon starting at 3 on 98.7 ESPN in New York. The ESPN app, the TuneIn app, or on your smart speaker. Hey Alexa, play 98.7 ESPN.